Preface of English Literature This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynette Calkins, Monument, Colorado. English Literature by Geraldine Hodgson. Preface We English have been called a nation of shopkeepers. Since in such a climate as ours, no one can exist without clothes and shelter, to say nothing of food which all animal creatures want, we need not be ashamed if we have spent time, effort, and thought on producing these first necessities of life. Shopkeepers or no, we have from our earliest days shown that we realize that man doth not live by bread alone. However money-making or dull we may, as a race, seem to other nations, we have produced a literature which in beauty, depth, and variety cannot be surpassed perhaps by any other. This book is not meant to be an outline history of this our literature. Plenty of such exist. It has as its main aim the purpose of helping some of those who do not know much or perhaps anything about it, or who may be thinking of it as a dull, horrid thing which they have to learn in school to see it as it is. But in trying to carry out that aim, it is not going to pretend that this great heritage of ours will ever be really ours if we take no trouble at all to get hold of it. That is there, waiting for everyone, if we will take some trouble to find and understand it. Never, nowhere, has a mortal being got something for nothing. If he seemed to do so, someone else paid the price. The gods sell us all things for labor, said the greatest scholar of the sixteenth century. In the past, children have found too many difficulties. In the present, people seem inclined to take them all away. I have tried to steer between these two plans, and have probably failed, as to hold a middle course is always harder than to run to either extreme. Still, I venture to hope that this book may become, to some children at least, too dear to throw away when school days are done, because the extracts in it will have served to show them that their lot has fallen in a fair ground. I hope that, however they may come, as they should do if they are really to value their own rightly, to love the literatures of other nations, they may still keep a corner for the book which may have been one of the first to serve them as a small doorway into an enchanted and enchanting land. One pitfall I have tried to avoid. If I may borrow a favorite adjective of a famous Cambridge classical professor, I have tried not to make a stuffy book. G. E. H. September 1923 End of Preface